is. Yep. Yes, it is. So in Chicago. There we go. When, when we get fame, they still love behind the same shit. Let's just record the first 10 minutes of us just like talking about eating ass. And... Yeah, when we, when we uh, get like uh, 400,000 patrons, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that'd be important. Okay, so the first 30 minutes will just be filler and we can talk about um, how Cardi B drugging men isn't the same as Bill Cosby drugging women's rape them. <laughs> I can't believe we even have to say this. It's like, it's like, we need a segment like that, like every week. Like, I can't believe I, I have to say this, but rape and robbery are not the same. You bring me in every week. Sniffing on his hair, yeah. not friendly. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait, wait. Me- I said this when I said this when when Brandon was here. If Bill Cosby had been accused of drugging and robbing women, it would have been so funny and. Stupid. Because why would Bill Cosby do that? And why would this rich motherfucker be going around like just robbing people? actually in the sex work industry when she did all of these things. And so what she did was basically, oh, you're working in the shady underworkings of like the black market of sex work and you did shady shit while you were there. I'm not saying that drugging people against their consent is right. I think that it's absolutely abhorrent. I would hate to be roofied and I'd hate for one of my brothers to be roofied. But it is still not the same as Bill Cosby at the height of his fame and influence drugging women with quaaludes and then raping them or even smelling their hair. It's wrong. Also, also, I will go to the grave defending her. Also, didn't Dr. Dre like beat the fuck out of D. Barnes too, and like you know, yeah. also become like the richest rapper? If if Cardi B did what, so, uh, if, if a man would have did what Cardi B did, no, we have literal domestic abusers that are billionaires. Yeah, that are that, that are not canceled. So yeah, what are you, I'm what sorry are you talking that women about? aren't going like down <laughs> alleys, the back of like male strip clubs, <laughs> and getting. <laughs> Roofied and robbed. I'm sorry, that's not how society works. (laughs) Men are going behind strip clubs to pick up women who are willing to sell their fucking sex for money, and so they're the ones getting roofied. Oh my god! Maybe we should. (laughs) Maybe we should regulate the sex industry so that prostitutes can be protected, they can have health care, and that they don't have to hide in the shadows so that they don't have to do this. Men won't get roofied and robbed, and prostitutes won't get raped. Whoa! What a god! I can, um, I can go on about this. All I, all I heard from you, Allie, is Johns are a oppressed demographic in this, <laughs> in this country. And we need laws. We need laws to protect the men. We need laws to protect all the men in the sex work industry. That's all I heard from you. We have Allie. to protect the Johns <laughs> and the mics. Pro John. The Tom, Dick, uh, and John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. Well, anyway, uh, it's uh, State of the Revolution. We're going to progressive podcast. We're going to try this again. I'm Benjamin Kwan. Um, we got uh, Joseph Hardy, hey. Ali Gonzalez, Woo. Ross Fisher. And Zach Reinhardt. <laughs> Ross, did you just I love nod? This. Ross, did you just nod? <laughs> yeah, the mic got that. The whoosh. It's a very sensitive microphone. As, yeah. we're, as, we're, as we're taping this, it is Sunday, April 7th. Uh, thanks for joining us for this episode. Uh, you can uh, find us on Facebook at Michigan Progressive. You can subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can uh, contribute to our show on Patreon at patreon.com slash 
Michigan progressive. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of things happened over the last week. Uh, socialists uh, did very well in the Chicago city elections. Uh, Lori Lightfoot was elected mayor. She'll be the first black woman and the first openly gay person to be the mayor of Chicago. And it's pretty cool seeing uh, socialists make gains across the Midwest. Yes. Woo. There we go. Yeah. Take I'm excited. for the workers. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. the place where it all started. Yeah. Long history of socialist organizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, also long history of machine politics. Um, and, yeah, shitty mayors running the city for the last... Uh, forever. I, I, yeah, forever. Yeah, I, I can't even. I, forever. Corruption back and forth forever. I know yeah. there were a few people who were kind of unhappy to see Lightfoot win. There were, um, I, I had heard that, she, you know, her kind of, she kind of flip-flopped on, um, some issues when she was a prosecutor mm-hmm. that people were kind of unhappy about, but like, yeah. And just to be clear, Lightfoot is not a socialist. She, yeah, she does not identify as one. Right, like I saw, right. I saw a video interview with her where the, uh, someone asked her what she thinks about the socialists, and she was like, uh, "I mean, I, I don't really know why they feel like they need to use that that identifier, that moniker, whatever." But people could say the same thing about her, like identifying as like openly lesbian, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, let's all just love people." It's that right. same kind of like. Uh, erasure of people's identities just so that everything doesn't seem so divisive for sensitive white people who are in charge. Yeah. So that's bullshit. It's it's kind of bullshit that she's feeding into that narrative, but she is a stark change from Rahm Emanuel who can, oh, yeah. who can eat my ass and <laughs> you know, um, so I'm like, you know, really happy about that and I, I hope that I hope that Chicago sees change and with the, the five democratic socialists um, who were elected to city council and who can now finally form that uh, the, socialist the socialist caucus Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we can see that change. I think it's really interesting that we're going to be seeing um, that, well, like, you know, the Chicago City Council already has a progressive caucus. And I'm really looking forward to seeing um, them form the Socialist Caucus in differentiation from the progressive caucus. Because people often see progressive as just like a general catch-all term for anyone who's like generally like a little left of the Democratic of uh, the Democratic Center, or at least like a, at least a little left from the Democratic, uh, like the establishment. Um, but I think that um there's an important distinction between uh progressives and like actual socialists or democratic socialists yeah you can tell that uh democrats have kind of cashed in on the progressive um name and just that word and it's kind of just like this catch-all for anything slightly left of center um as i've said i've said before and a million times over it's just kind of getting annoying at this point um so i think that it's important that there are people who are are willing to step out and be like yeah i'll say it like i'm a socialist and you know that they're willing to just like this is how progressive i am yeah i'm not progressive like we've been hearing like I'm an actual progressive and this is what I'm working for I'm working for you and the marginalized let's fucking get it done and you know fight the establishment and eat the rich I think that's a very uh, important point. It's like progressive is definitely like a, a label that they're willing to co-opt and socialist just isn't. They're like, I'll yes. call myself progressive, but I'm not calling myself a socialist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in like the the actual, like, I guess, like true progressives, you know, like, yeah. in the situation, yeah. they're like, all right, well, we'll just call ourselves socialists then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like um, last year, I, I uh, managed a campaign for state house. And uh, before we launched the campaign, we met with our main opponent in the primary and just to try and get a sense of because we were trying to figure out whether or not we wanted to run. 
whether or not uh, we felt like there was an actual leftist in the race. Um, and we wanted to see where she stood, uh, where, where this candidate stood on the issues. Um, and she, like, out the gate, she was telling us, like, just how progressive she is. You know, just ask anyone, and they'll tell you I'm progressive. And we tried to, we tried to find out, hey, what do you believe? What do you want to do? Like, what do you care about? She could not give us a single straight answer. Like, she couldn't back single payers. She couldn't back, um, you know, tuition-free public college uh, or, any, or anything like that. You know, we couldn't get her to commit to any concrete policy ideas. But she was still happy to call herself a progressive. Yeah. That's one thing I worry about is that, you know, people are just going to co-opt this, you know, term and it's going to just lose any me- meaning. meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, that's already happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has. Yeah, at, least, at least for a lot of real progressives. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you see a lot of like very far left um, people who are getting into politics, especially in Chicago. They said that they wanted to get into politics so that they could swing the so-called progressives into Chicago City Council further left. Um but it seems like the word itself has almost swung right mm-hmm. in its meaning because anyone is willing to call themselves a progressive. Mm-hmm. It's completely lost its like meaning. Pelosi. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's completely lost its meaning, and it's it is it is pretty frustrating. So, but it is good to see like 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 we've been talking about the DSA like willing to go in and being like, no, we're taking the word back. <laughs> you had a good like two year run where you were saying this word flippantly for no fucking reason without knowing what it actually means. No, we're gonna take it back. This is what it actually means to be a progressive. Yeah, because a lot a, a lot of this, the center right people, you know, like Schumer, Pelosi, you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, they wanted to say, oh, I'm progressive, not fifteen dollars, like twelve dollars. Okay, I'm, I'm progressive though. Oh, right, no, right, Medicare right. for all. No, let's just fix, you know, uh, Obamacare. You know, I'm progressive. Though. I'm progressive though. Like, no, you're fighting against everything that actual progressives, you know, are actually fighting for. You're you're counter revolutionary. So of course right. people are going to, you know, be more radical if you're going to be, you know, push back and try and co-opt their term. So. So that's why we see a lot of, you know, Acasio Cortez and the five DSA members in Chicago and Rashida Tlaib. Yeah, and um, I believe Pennsylvania did pretty well too. Um, you know, as far as uh, with the DSA, so you know, yeah. so- socialism is in. It's it's here to stay. It's, it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, I'm damn happy. Surprising fact: uh, the state with the most DSA chapters is Texas. Really? Yeah. They, uh... Are they all in Austin? Austin DSA. Austin has Through. 19. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of them burned down in Lubbock. That's about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mysteriously. <laughs> well, you know, like, uh, like you know, a couple weeks ago, Kelly and I took a trip to Florida to visit her mom. And, uh, you know, we're fucking weirdos. We're like, let's see what the DSA chapters in Florida are up to. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, what's Florida? What's Florida man up to? <laughs> well, I was I was I'm kind of surprised to see that Florida actually has more DSA chapters than we do here in Michigan. That's what I'm saying. Like these like red states are going red and like, yeah. in a good right. way. Yeah. 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 Kind of makes your nipples hard. I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, that's where most of the, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, most of the oppression, but most of the, I'd say, um, explicit, you know, oppression is in the South. And the South has always been just a, you know, a deep, you know, um, seed of organizing, you know, for as long as, you know, you know, as long as American history has, you know, been, you know, happened. So this is, you know, this is not um surprising at all and i believe every single region um there's always excuses for every single region to not be 
you know, um, more class, I guess, class consciousness or class conscious. But, yeah. you know, that's all that's a myth. You know, you know, there's a myth is that socialism can't win in the Midwest, but socialism can't win in the South. But socialism can't win over here. No, because it's not Portland. Yeah. It's not Seattle. It's not yeah. California. It's not Brooklyn. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's 100% a lie. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that it could happen in Michigan. I have 100% faith that this state, you know, that used to be such a powerful working middle class, I think that it can be the same again. I think that we just have to start um, kind of unfogging why people believe that Michigan has failed. Cities like Detroit and cities like Flint and, like you said earlier, um, cities like Gary, Indiana even, just like other uh, cities in the Midwest – we can stop blaming it on these um, scapegoated uh, groups of people, like it's immigrants or it's, you know, undocumented immigrants or whatever. Once we unfog it and actually get down to the nitty gritty, it's going to be unstoppable mm-hmm. in the Midwest. Yeah, no, uh, no, uh, no oppressed group was responsible for closing the GM plants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, no one. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're. No, we'll move on to the to the next uh, segment. We're going to talk about the uh, quarter one fundraising reports uh, for the Democratic primary candidates. And Zach has some of those numbers, I believe. Zach with the numbers. Uh, Zach yep. with the numbers. Uh, so, Give us the breakdown. Uh, leading the pack, uh, to no one's surprise, except for baby pundits, uh, <laughs> Sanders uh, $18.2 million from uh, 525,000 contributors, um, 99.5% of that was from donations of $100 or less. Uh, the average donation is $20, so even less than 2015, 2016. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> We're really broke out here. Is <laughs> yeah. that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, I don't know. I know. I was like, yeah. I was like oh, damn. Yeah, but did he get more poor supporters, or are we just poorer? Yeah, <laughs> probably the latter. <laughs> Uh, second place was uh, Senator Kamala Harris. She raised $12 million from 218,000 donors. Not surprising. Uh, who gave an average of $55. Mm. Okay. Um, All cops? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Every cop in America. Yeah. That's her entire fundraiser. <laughs> uh, former Texas Congressman. Robert Francis O'Rourke, $9.4 million. I can say, I can confirm that he has raised a dollar for every table he's jumped on. <laughs> hey, don't limit him to tables. All the citations for this information will be located in the description. Zach, as you read that, I just realized that both of the uh, Texas senators in the last election were using fake names. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. His Ted is Raphael. <laughs> Shut your ninja turtle, turtle ass up, man. Your name's, Ralph, your name's not Ted. Ted. And we got Beto. What? <laughs> your name's Robert. Shut up. Like names. one's trying to be more white and one's trying to be less white. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a weird flex for like Beto O'Rourke to just go on and be like, yeah, I speak fluent Spanish. And it's like, yeah, okay, you speak fluent Spanish because your nanny's Ted. <laughs> Rich family. It was like weird flex, but okay, dog. <laughs> Did you pick that up from your maids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that Parks and Rec episode where Paul Rudd is like on the debate stage talking yeah. about, you know, when I when I want something, I just write it down and Yolanda goes out and gets it for me. Yeah. <laughs> One day when I was younger, my nanny told me, you know what, Bobby, I'm not gonna clean your room no more. <laughs> Parks and Rec is going to be the new Simpsons because it's, it's, it's just pre- predicting right. like <laughs> politics like years in advance. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, poor Beto. Poor, poor Dini's. Who? I only know Robert. I don't know. I don't know who Beto is. I don't. Know Beto, you know, I've Beto, seen Beto. I've seen a lot of Democrats get like like even Democrats who aren't fans of Beto like get mad at people for calling him Robert Francis because it's like so petty or whatever. And some of them even is gone. It? Some have even gone as far to say that it's like when uh, conservatives were calling Barack Obama Barack Hussein Obama. Are you fucking kidding me? How dare you? How dare we insult his rich white His birth certificate. It's his birth certificate. I don't understand. Well, I mean, like, so like, like conservatives were calling Obama that to like, like imply like a racist like connection to Islam, whereas we're calling Beto Robert Francis because he is trying to, because he's trying to co-opt like you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Hispanic culture. And I'm tired of this anti-Robert discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one stands up for Robert yeah. except Robert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on tables, he's up on bar counters. Yeah. He won't take it. All, all I can think of when I see when I see Robert standing on tables is like. Someone's gonna have to wipe that down. People eat there, man. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. He's also apparently like so. I didn't know this, but apparently he's like six foot two. So like, it's not like he can't like Those you know. No one can bars. see him. Like yeah. Yeah. it's just like I have an ego. Even. I need to stand on. Right, show. right. <laughs> like, can't he just get like a fucking like milk crate or something? Like, if you really need to be box. that much yeah. taller, like yeah. just... I'm just waiting for him to bring out like a twenty foot ladder. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 he's the Seeing all the rest yeah. of them from here on out, just on the actual roof of the bar. <laughs> outside, he's talking down to you. All right, well, not to get distracted and shit talking, uh, Beto, but. What we love to do. What we love to do. Who, who came after? Who came after Beto, Zach? Uh, South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg. 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 He raised seven million, and we don't know. Uh, we don't know where it came from. It came from somewhere, but we don't know. Beezlebub. Peter Beezlebub. I'm completely, completely surprised at his his haul. Like to be honest, like he came out of nowhere. I, I have know. no idea who this yeah. person is. Yeah. There's an am- really amazing article I read about him in um, Current Affairs this past week called All, all, about, Pete. all about Pete. It's yeah. a long article, but it's a really good read about how this guy is i mean he's a very intelligent guy he can you know he had a great cnn town hall and um but he's basically uh, all he just is a self-absorbed elitist guy who's masquerading as this you know uh great mayor who really can you know who can who's a millennial and relates to young people, but in reality, he's not. He's not super, super smart. He's not even. He's not even progressive, really, right, by any right. terms. I mean, he's he said that Medicare, you know, for all, he supports it, but he wants supports the public option version yeah. of Medicare for all and things like that. He doesn't really press him on anything. He's not. 
I've heard that he's, he's a really popular mayor in South Bend, but I've also heard... Well, that depends on who you ask in South exactly. Bend. Right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because, like, I've heard some people who, who are from South Bend say, yeah, actually, he's an elitist piece of shit who's, like, gentrified uh, our neighborhoods and fucked things up. Like, we don't like him. He had mm-hmm. a huge scandal back in, I think it was, like, 2015 or so, where uh, the chief of police, who was... Uh, I think it was like one of the first, I'm not sure if he was the first, but he was definitely um, one of very few uh, black police chief officers mm. in uh, South Bend history. And um, he was recording some of his fellow officers who were saying racist things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he reported it to the FBI, and the FBI had a meeting with uh, Pete about it, and then he fired that dude. He <gasps> oh, my fired gosh. that guy, yeah. And then, like, the, the, the apparently the, um, the other people sued uh, the officer for illegally recording them. They got like a $500,000 settlement from that too. So I mean, yeah, he... the type of guy that you assume would gentrify a fucking neighborhood. Yeah. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, he had to like literally give a speech like condemning white supremacy like yesterday because of all of the racist shit that has come out in his past. Plus, he's also, when asked about supporting Black Lives Matter, you know, he did the same thing Pelosi did. And, like, you know. All, in 2015, I, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm so tired I of hearing that. All lives matter. Lives matter. That's not what we're asking. We, we understand that all lives matter. We're just making sure. We're just going back to double check that you aren't going to fire police chiefs for trying to seek justice for racist remarks from their coworkers. Like, okay, yeah, he probably he probably did take it to HR, and they didn't do anything about it. I bet they even jokingly told him, oh, you got a problem with the ticket to the FBI, and he didn't, he got fucking fired. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just, it, you know, and that's a whole other, you know, discussion about cops and that I'm not even going to get into right mm-hmm. now. But, you know, it just, it just goes to show, like, where his allegiances lie. No one, regardless of the remarks that he is going to make in the future now, no one should look past that. Yeah, he's also going on Ben Shapiro's show, so if that tells you anything about this guy. Yeah, yeah. and, f- oh, yeah, yeah, don't, He went on Bill Maher, too. Got, got to get that uh, crossover vote, you know, yeah, all the, all, all the yeah. Democratic Ben Shapiro watchers. <laughs> Yeah. Both of them. It's yeah. literally to, to go back to Parks and Recreation. What it sounds like is this guy is just you ask him an you know an issue and he's just like you know what I just think let's just all have a good time. <laughs> That's just what this guy is. Like fuck you, big aside. I don't. We don't want the Bobby Newports of the society. Yeah. Right. yeah. And you would... both him and Beto. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I, and I think we I, I would have thought that we've gotten over this candidates with zero substance thing in 2016, but it's only magnified. It's gotten so much worse. Like, yeah. people who say they support uh, Beto, like, ask them what the, the, his favorite policy is of, of theirs. Besides, or even ask and, them and you, and what you policy they care about. Yeah, and you, and you can't mention the words Ted Cruz. Like, what's your favorite thing about, <laughs> <laughs> about Robert Francis? And you can't say the word Ted Cruz or anything about Republicans. What do you, so, what, like, that Ryan Gosling in a moment in the notebook, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He's handsome. He's like, he's like a solid yeah, six. That's <laughs> he's handsome. I would love, I would love for Beto O'Rourke I want to him to make up. my calves cramp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to see Vito. I mean, we talked about this, I think, the last time I was on the show with you. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think it was you. It's like, I would love for him to just, like, ride on a bus high on coke and give, like, motivational speeches to people. Yeah. Or to start a ska band. I don't yeah. understand why he's running for president. This man is yeah. literally having a midlife crisis. And I'm tired yeah. of us just hiring people who are like, where should I go from here? And they're like, I'll run for president. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and it's like, it's the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm so tired. Like, as someone who, you know, as someone who possesses, like, a marginalized, like, identity, you know, being a black person. I'm tired of when you ask, like, ask someone, why do you support them? Well, they're black and blah, 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 or they're gay, you know? But what 
do they believe? You know, so everything about yeah, Milo's gay. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's, not, no. it's like we got we got uh, we got Kamala Harris. She's a black woman. Cory Booker. And Cory Booker. He's a black dude. What like there's there's nothing there's no discussion about their ties to charter schools and Booker's case yeah. and, and pharmaceutical companies you know or the just, Kamala Harris being a cop you know or well, I mean, you know yeah, Ben Carson is black and <laughs> yeah so is fucking Herman Cain <laughs> yeah uh, suck a duck who's Becky 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 Stan Stan <laughs> just say you didn't know that Eastern Europe was actually a place. Like, so, yeah. Just fucking say it. Like, just say you've never, you, the last time you looked at a globe was in the ninth grade. Yeah, yeah, we, we keep hiring, hiring, you know, we keep electing these people, like, oh, Obama. And we're like, yeah, this is like such a, you know, especially after, especially after Bush. I mean, yes, it was like a, a nice, refreshing change, but it was like, mm. But what did we really see? Uh, and now that we recognize the bad that Obama has done or the same old, same old that he perpetuated in his presidency, are we really going to keep electing people who are going to be giving us the same old, same old, the same business that Obama gave us? Are we still going to be seeing these mass deportations, mass fucking dronings? Are we still going to see this with Kamala Harris? I absolutely believe it. Cory mm-hmm. Booker, I absolutely believe it. Is there a better candidate? Fucking show me, Spike. I'm not voting for them. Yeah, yeah. You know. I think uh, I mean it, it. Representation matters, but so do results. But yeah. you have to have both. Yeah, like one without the other is just not yeah. not and so adequate. It's, and I, it's just it's sad because so many people, you know, you just in my own community, I see it with other marginalized communities, and just happy to be represented. But I I personally see it as tokenizing, and it's absolutely the, it's more insulting than not being included. You know, you're at, you're at the table, but you know, shh. You know, don't. If you're you're upholding, if you're still upholding the same like harmful concepts and principles as your white forebearers, then like, yeah, you know, it's gonna be the no for me, dog. Like, yeah. (laughs) Uh, This next one's kind of a oh, just to get back on topic. Oh yeah, uh, so yeah, so we're going down the rankings of like. uh, of like the people, uh, like the fundraising. Now we've already we've already dedica- dedicated an episode to Bernie. We've dedicated an episode to Kamala. We just dragged Beto and Buttigieg. Who's next? Well, actually, this one's really surprising to me, and it's got to be super embarrassing for like Cory Booker and like uh, Kirsten Gillibrand and like those folks. Uh, it's Andrew Yang, one point seven million dollars. Shut what? the fuck! <laughs> Yo, gang, gang. I believe it. Yang, gang, 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 gang. You know what? I okay. So the first time I ever heard about this guy, it was Ben. Ben, Ben told me about. It. He was like, "Hey, did you hear that? I think you said it was Asian or he was Korean." You're like, "Hey, like this, this um." He's Asian. Yeah, this Asian I, guy I is think running. Might be Chinese. I'm not yeah, sure. Yang's. I think that Yang is a is a Chinese surname. I might be wrong. It might be Hmong for all I know. But I know you had you were like, "Yeah, there's this Asian guy who's running for president," and this was like. Last year. Yeah. So, I mean, this was a really long time ago. And we were drunk as fuck behind the Ave. And no, you we were... were uh, we were at... Uh... Uh, Seth's uh, housewarming party for his new apartment. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. We were outside. We were like fucking chain smoking cigarettes. You're like, have you ever fucking heard of this guy? And I was like, no. I <laughs> he actually... wants to give everyone free money. Yeah, he wants, his big, his big uh, policy. Yeah, the, the his platform was universal basic income, and I was like, oh fuck, like okay, I'm I'm down with this. There's like a, a minority who's like pushing this, and like you know maybe he'll make waves. And that was last year, and that would have been like you know not even a, a year ago now, like last summer or so. And I remember I was like telling Hans about him and Hans had never heard my fiance. He had never heard of him. And um, all of a sudden, I mean, it, it, it turned 2019 where like a year before. And this guy is fucking 
everywhere. I mean, he is so fucking popular. I think that people really started to listen to him because universal basic income, for one, for people who are actually like very serious about politics, people are listening to that. That is a conversation that is gaining popularity, and I'm very excited about it. But a lot of other people were like very interested because it kind of seemed like uh, for the meme people uh, in uh, in the internet, um, his stance on like kind of it sounded like you know. Uh, this communism thing where it was like people centric capitalism is how he's pushing it. But it sounds just like, you know, what is it? Uh, fully automated gay space, communist communism or whatever. And Full, yeah. uh, fully automated luxury gay space. Gay space communism. <laughs> gay space and some communism. people do prefer queer space communism because it's more. I'm here for it. As a bi woman, I'm here for queer. Yeah. We can talk about this next, next episode, but I think that that was what gained him in popularity, and now he's got uh, a meme stash, whatever those are called, um, on Facebook. They're very popular, and I feel like he's kind of got that cult push behind him, like Mike Gravel. Mike Gravel also has it. So it's very interesting, because Andrew Yang has a lot of, there's a lot of shit about him that I'm just like, oof, nah. Um, Especially immigration. Yeah, Yeah, he's got some weird racial dog whistling. Yeah, some fascist dog whistling. He's trying to get, like, he's he's trying to dog whistle to both fascist and socialist. I'm not sure. It's really, really strange. Yeah. Did you mention yesterday, like, Richard Spencer likes him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I can't even support him ever again now. And it's like he's got some just like weird backers and like he's like dominating like weird anarcho communist spaces, but also like fascist 4chan spaces. And it's just like yeah. the weirdest thing. I feel like every day, like and he has policies, like he has a lot of them, but I feel like every day it's like kind of like a what's coming next? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Are we getting like a really sweet economic policy like UBI, or are we getting like something just like completely out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, like he's yeah. like all over the place. Not not even not just on the campaign trail, but like on the political spectrum. Like, right? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bizarre. And every and you know he's got a lot of like really he his policy page on his website is extensive. I mean he. He will go into abortion and gay marriage, like, or not gay marriage, but like gay rights, trans discrimination, things like that. And he's got, he has it, and it's it's laid out and it's concise and it's clear. But like, he also touches on things that is like, why is a presidential candidate even talking about this? Like the NCAA players getting paid, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm all fucking on board for that. But it's like, holy shit, how long have you been planning to be president? Talk, he also like has like uh, like a part of his platform being something about like overbooking on airplanes, like. <laughs> Of what? course, of course, he's so popular with millennials. It's almost like too outrageous, like to believe. Uh-huh. And it's you know, I a hundred percent believe that he's the next person on that list. He's a cult favorite. And I think I think in the future, we'll see Mike Gravel come up with these numbers too, because people have been loving his social media presence. Yeah. I know I have. I would love a, a Democratic debate stage where, like, a lot of the people who you thought were frontrunners actually don't make the threshold, and we have like a bunch of random, like, like, <laughs> like Gravel and Yang make it, but Booker and Booty Cake don't. What a lot of people don't know is that Gravel was actually on the Democratic debate stage in 2008 with Clinton oh, wow, okay. and Obama and Joe Biden. Let me let me play this clip. I did not know that. Let's use a little moderator discretion here. Senator Gravel, that's a weighty charge. Who on this stage exactly tonight uh, uh, worries you uh, so much? Well, I would say the top tier ones. The top tier ones. They um, made statements. Oh, Joe, I'll include you too. You have a certain arrogance. You want to you wanna tell the Iraqis how to run their country. I got to tell you, we should just play get out. 
just plain get out. It's their country. They're asking us to leave, and we insist on staying there. And why not get out? What harm is it going to do? Oh, the, you hear the statement, well, my God, the soldiers will have died in vain. The entire deaths of Vietnam died in vain. And they're dying in vain right this very second. And you know what's worse than a soldier dying in vain? Is more soldiers dying in vain. That's what's worse. Literally wet. Well, I'm fully erect right now. <laughs> Literally wet. Uh, his his anti-imperialism is, he's the, he's actually, uh, when he was a, a congressman back in like the 70s, um, he uh, like illegally, because he wasn't supposed to, uh, read the Pentagon Papers out loud uh, on the House floor. Holy, you know. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't shock me that I haven't heard of him considering that, but it's just like, how have I not even heard of him since I've graduated high school and have been doing my own research on politics and stuff like that? Even just to hear that, that would have been in 2008, that's a fucking shocking. Because well, like he got up on the stage and he said all that stuff and the news media buried him. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't have people attaching this themselves rhetoric. to this message. Sounds communist to me. Get him yeah. out. Get him out. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I love that. And and it, I want to say that he had just posted a tweet that um, where he had said that, you know, he's not running to win the presidency. Mm -hmm. He's running to keep pushing people further to the left. It's what we've seen in Chicago. To go back to our, our the first topic that we talked about, he's running so that we can hold these so-called progressives accountable for actual progressive fucking, you know, policy. And I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, Sam. And you, ne you never know um, who's going to catch fire because I, Ber I don't believe that Bernie thought that he had any realistic chance of winning when he was announcing mm -hmm. back in 2015 at 2%, you know, people, His, who was Bernie right. Sanders, He you was know? wanting to push the conversation left. Yeah, and that's yeah. all that happened, and look what, you know, look what Of course he won in Vermont, you know, you know, he keeps winning in Vermont and stuff like that, but to see, it was, it, it was hopeful making to see mm -hmm. him run on that national level, and it was heart, it was also heartbreaking to see him lose, but, you know, now people are like, no, we're not willing to sacrifice the ideals that we had in 2016 in 2020. Mm -hmm. We're just fucking not. So I think it's great. I, you know, maybe maybe my microphone will shock up. Niggas will vote for him. I don't know. Well, I, I hope that he pushes Bernie to the left on, on, yeah. on oh, yeah. um, issues, issues of foreign policy. Because in, in 2016, Bernie didn't really have a foreign policy. Um and like even now, like based on like his rhetoric and what he says, I don't really see him as being sufficiently anti-war. Same. Yeah, um, that's, a I agree. that's a worry that I have. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I still feel like he will up not uh, not to the degree that Obama and Donald Trump did, but sure. I mean, really, foreign policy in America is a euphemism <laughs> for the management and expansion of empire. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I really want to see him be pushed on that issue. See us, like, closing, like, our military bases. Like, our, like, fucking, how many do we have? Like, 80-something? Or, like, uh... Six, like, hundreds. 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 Yeah. Hundreds of military bases we all across the world. We have, like, 60 around Iran right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, like... It's so sad. Yeah. Just watching them. It's so sad. I mean, I think that there's still some even in, like, Japan. It's and th those are listed sites too. Who knows how many off, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sites. Exactly. yeah the, all, the off, but the off, like off budget, like sites or whatever that tr Trump was trying to increase, like our black book budget, you know. So you, you got that too. So it's probably it might even be like more than thousand thousands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that he uh, put all that together. Shit, talk Joe Biden. 
Yeah. In that debate. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what the Joe that he had mentioned. Yeah. He was talking about Joe Biden. Yeah, he said you have a certain arrogance about you. Yeah. Like that. And that's absolutely uh, true. Whoa, that you know what? Wow. While we're talking Perfect. about him, oh, let's oh. get into the next segment. Oh, Speaking of Joe let's Biden, let's fucking do it. Let's fucking get into yeah. it. <laughs> All right, so I'm sure have a bottle of wine, Dean. Let's fucking do it. I'm sure that everyone knows by now. Um, Joe Biden has been accused so far by seven women, at least seven women. Uh, also seen on camera. Over many decades. <laughs> he's sort of he thought he, he, thought he was safe when it was on C-SPAN. Well, so, so at least seven women have publicly stated that Joe Biden made them feel uncomfortable by touching them and kissing them and smelling their hair. Um, it's just I hate him. My God, fuck this guy. So <laughs> no, nose rubbing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, as as Michael Brzezinski and and MSNBC says, he's, fl- he's flirtatious in a totally safe way, which is not something you say about a creepy person at all. Yeah, and it, you know, it also it also right? just goes back to okay, if Joe Biden is behaving this way, like you know, three gin and tonics deep, and he's at a fucking bar, and he's leaning in close to a bitch, and he's whispering in her ear, and he's like, oh baby, your hair smells like panty. <laughs> That's one thing. Oh, is that is that peach? <laughs> right, you smell like Tresemme mousse, baby, and it's getting me going. That's one thing. You're at a bar. That is an appropriate place for you to display this type of behavior. When you're in the political arena, arena, excuse me, and you're like in front of a camera and you're in front of um, someone's like daughter and you're leaning in close and she's giving you fucking social cues that she does not want you that close and you keep leaning into it. She's doing the lean away. And she's doing the <laughs> lean away or they're uncomfortable or the men around you who aren't going to be polite to you because they don't feel like they need to be. Like women sometimes feel like they need to be polite to men when they flirt with them and they make them uncomfortable because they're afraid of how you might react. If the other men are telling you that it's not okay and you still keep doing it, that's a whole different arena. Okay? Like if you have have to have you have to maintain a certain you know level and modicum of decorum as a politician that's just what it is that's just how it is he is refusing to do it and he's refusing to apologize for it so as far as i'm concerned he's the fucking head cunt in charge right now because you're just saying like i'm a sexist and i feel like you know i'm entitled to do what i want to do as a man and i'm a man and i did this stuff and you know i thought that it was okay for me to do it so i'm just going to continue uh exhibiting this behavior that's fucked up and as far as i'm concerned if he wasn't like this big like wig like in government he should get his ass fucking beat if this was just a guy, you know, in the city who was doing this to, like, any of your sisters or fucking cousins or your mom, you would fucking get your cousins together and you'd kick his ass! Biden's old. I, I think I could take him by himself. He's taller than me, but I <laughs> He just I'm seems a... like the type of person that, like, you know if he's doing this shit in public, in private, yeah. you can tell he's, like, not listening it, to no. Exactly. That's what, it, that's what it seems like to me. As a woman, that's what it seems like to me. And What's I'll, amazing is, like, he, he uh, uh, he had like sort of apologized right very shortly after the Lucy Flores thing, but then like just a few days ago he backtracked. He's like, actually, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not sorry for anything I've fucking done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sorry the, for anything I've anything ever done. done. The but phrasing, that's like basically verbatim. Yeah, the phrasing. It's like you're not sorry for anything. anything. It's like psychopathic <laughs> behavior, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. Never done anything sorry. wrong. Who is that? Anti-social We need reporters asking you. So does that mean that you're not sorry? Sorry for voting for the Iraq War. Yeah. Does that mean that you're not sorry for like for uh, speaking bill. out against desegregation? I've seen like a, a meme handling of like, Anita Hill. Uh, me, a normal Discharge. person, uh, like 
you know, bumping into somebody. Oops, I'm sorry. Joe Biden, not sorry for anything. <laughs> Fuck it. Literally, a literal child. A literal man child. And also, he was giving a speech, I believe it was I believe it was to a un- at a union um, rally or something, but a kid came on stage, and, like, he was, you know, hugging a kid, and he was like, ha-ha, you know, I, I got permission from him before he, like, he was hugging him. He was like, ha-ha, I got, I got permission before I touched him. He sort of, like, made a joke out of it. It's like, that's not a joke. That's what you literally... Yeah, yeah. That's that's, like it's not not a joke. I mean, that's a really real demonstration of how he fucking thinks about this stuff. Is it's all a joke to him? Yeah, Yeah. give a shit. Like, yeah, and I mean that's scary because, like, you know, if someone said that, if if you know my daughter or son was that child, let's just say I put myself in those. Okay, I have been raped in the past. So if someone said that about like I asked this this child however old this child was, I asked for permission before I touched them. Me as a mother, I'd feel so uncomfortable. And with one in three women, I mean, globally, one in three women who have, you know, had to deal with sexual assault or rape, he's really, it's like he doesn't understand. He's so disconnected. There's a dissociation that he has with women, and it's obviously because he's never had it happen to him. Mm-hmm. When you're the perpetrator, you don't sympathize with the victim. Well, right. We we saw we saw exactly how little um, liberals in the Democratic establishment actually care about sexual assault because this is the second time because with the Al Franken thing that just happened uh, yeah. happened last year, yeah. we saw so many immediately don't throw the baby out with the bathwater or you know um, you know don't perfection or like Stacey Abrams just said about Joe Biden perfection shouldn't be a litmus test. Yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, I, wait so not oh. being cre- not being creepy is perfection. That's perfect. Yeah. I believe that's a reach. I believe there's a uh, there's a few steps between sniffing a woman's hair when she's like trying to lean away from you and perfection. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was so disappointed, like in, in Stacey, Stacey like because she she absolutely towed the party line there mm-hmm. and just completely refused to take. She did the like she reminded me a lot of Warren in 2016. You know, just like waffling, not really want to take a position, and when something comes out, just side with the Democrats, no matter you know what. I mean, she watched, she watched Biden try to take advantage of her identity as a black woman for a boost in the Absolutely. fucking polls. And not only did he not endorse her in her uh, in her gubernatorial race, like, and you're going to still defend him? Really? I don't. Yeah. I really don't fucking get it. Me she's, neither. She's, she's hedging her bets. Do you think there's a general... Like, I mean, maybe this is just uh, anecdotally, but I've noticed there's definitely like a generational divide here. Uh, amongst, Absolutely. Uh, like... I'll, like Older women have even come out like defending oh, yeah. some of this behavior. And I mean, older like... women also bailed R. Kelly out of fucking prison. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I've noticed that. Yeah, I was when I was on the uh, Michigan Democratic Party members page, and there's these people, uh, there's these like boomer Dems posting about like pictures of Trump with women, and be like, well. He does like he does it, and uh, he doesn't. He's the president. He's getting called out. So yeah, and we're not happy like, that so, he's the president. Yeah, so, like we're, so, so we're fucks. holding ourselves to those standards These now. Stu- yeah. stupid fucks are just so they 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 don't mind that the it seems it seems like they've just accepted that the bar has been lowered so far. And they're not, they don't have any interest in bringing it back up. Yeah, like, per- perfection as a litmus test. So you're basically saying, well, we can't have a president that doesn't touch zero women. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Right. <laughs> like, what and are you not, saying? And not only just touching women, but touching them inappropriately. Mm. And when they're uncomfortable and when they feel like they can't tell you no because they're in front of fucking cameras. Yeah. And then when they do, you laugh and joke about it. Yeah. 
Like, and all the and the ultimate hypocrisy. These were the the very same people that were completely gung ho for um, Doctor Ford. You know, rightfully, mm-hmm. rightfully. Yeah, you I'm know, hearing Republican talking mm-hmm. points coming out of their mouth. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Now, yeah, mm-hmm. they're using they're completely using Republican talking points, just as you said, Zach. To tr- and you know, basically just like turning in everything that they were fighting against. Like, not even was that this year? Was that last year? It was very recently last, last year, year, but within the within the <laughs> last year it's like you should realize that you're using the exact same freaking talking points for other survivors of sexual assault right. that's disgusting it's 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 gross to watch these people just need to admit they have no moral or logical consistency yeah like it's all it's the party it's all the party that's the problem that people have with saying like vote blue no matter who mm-hmm. like this is the fucking problem that we have with that i'm not i would not vote for Joe Biden. I just, I could not in good conscience. I would not vote for Donald Trump for a myriad of reasons, one of them being how he talks to women, um, past rape, um, allegations he had against him from his wife and from other women, and he wants to fuck his daughter. So no, I'm not gonna fucking vote for Joe Biden, and it's among this, the same lines. I would mm-hmm. not do that. Not as a woman, not as a mother. Mm-mm. I don't even think he'd win a general election. In fact, if no, he absolutely fucking he absolutely would not. He's not a viable candidate. Memes can't carry you through an election. Yeah, no. and even like <laughs> that's, if, all, that's if all he, he has. Despite some goddamn miracle, he happened to get the nomination. I'm not sure I would even vote for him. Like, no. even though he is the Democrat against Trump, because like I'm not sure. Only in I'm really I'm not really interested in helping him lose to Trump by a smaller margin. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, that's a nightmare scenario. It is. If, yeah. if Biden won, yeah, if Biden won the, the primary, that's a fucking nightmare If Biden situation. wins the primary, if he wins the nomination, we all might as well just give up on it's everything. Done, yeah. Does it's, anybody else here have, like, a, we had a good run, guys. No. It's like, is there any other, like, candidate running that's, like, on the, like, top tier, like, has a chance of getting it that's, like, a firm that's no? That's a good question. Kamala is, like, is a firm no. It's a firm me. no for you. you. Know, not, not just her history as <laughs> a prosecutor, but her complete allegiance to Israel and APEC. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of, mm-hmm. I, yeah. No, I, no. <laughs> it's a no for me. I feel mostly the same way. I feel mostly... Yeah. I, we can't keep um, allowing her to spew the same um, policies on Israel as Trump is and to expect change, especially, you know, just in that one arena. I mean, how many other ones are she going to be compliant in? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that would be, like, cardinals. I feel like I would... I feel like I probably would vote for Kamala if it came down to it. I would I probably have to. would too. I think my only firm no is Joe Biden at the moment. Joe Biden is a firm no. Kamala and Joe are both firm no's for me. I mean, yeah. I would hate having to vote for her, honestly. Um, what about you, Russ? Yeah, I mean, I think Biden would be the only, probably the only one for me. You know, I mean, I mean, I obviously wouldn't like Kamala, but. Uh, this, yeah, this, but, this question yeah. stresses you but, but, out. But, I can yeah, see. But, yeah. I'm really stressed yeah. out about None it. None of these are fun choices. Yeah. 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 Right. Do you want yeah. a cancer? I don't like it. We are, we are all, cancer we are all of us like, putting ourselves on record here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to be fair, I don't think I don't think Biden's going to be that. I mean, I'd be shocked if Biden actually won the nomination. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked so. that we have to talk about him considering he hasn't even announced, like, should have get off the pot, man. Yeah, he's got yeah. the yeah. worst. <laughs> like, you know, like, obviously he's got all of this, like, 
um, package right now with the uh, getting inappropriate women, but then he's also got like the like you look at his policies and they're horrendous. Yeah. Like, Iraq yeah. War, like yeah. uh, you can't file bankruptcy for uh, student debt, yeah. like uh, a bunch of bank and credit card stuff that's horrible. Mm. He was against like yeah. uh, he was against segreg or, uh, de uh, desegregating Des buses. Yeah, desegregating Anita Hill. Anita yeah, Anita Hill. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the list goes on. I mean, on. I've been I've been screaming about this for like the last week. Like, like even if he did not have a long and documented history of being a creepy like douchebag, what is what's worth defending? Why why what is it what nostalgia. is it about him that's worth defending? Nostalgia, that's it. Yeah, Obama nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's all it yes. is. And for yeah. someone who I mean, I feel like a lot of millennials, um, we kind of hold him kind of like dear to us not necessarily us in this room but for millennials kind of generally because of the memes and we've kind of created this like you know funny easygoing kind of stupid affable um like car caricature of who he is because of memes when in all actuality like he talks shit about us mm -hmm. and but like you know he just it, it's kind of that condescending thing where he's like yeah I'm gonna talk shit about millennials they're gonna keep fucking making like these memes about me where I look at the good person because they're stupid so like, let's not let this person get a fucking way with that yeah. uh, memes lately aren't so uh, friendly yeah. Yeah. not anymore yeah, well, or maybe too yeah. friendly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> either you die a meme hero or you live long enough to become a meme villain <laughs> <laughs> that is the cold open, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, because, because really it's like, you know, and, and I, I guess that's also a good conversation to have about meme culture, about like... Oh, yeah. Um, meme I, culture. Yeah, because I, yeah, I was always able to like disconnect myself. Like It's just it's just him in a funny pose. Like I know he's a piece of shit person. It's just something to laugh at for a couple for a couple seconds as girl, but some people have literally taken this to heart as yeah. like, some sort of like a lovable guy, even though he's shown himself to be arrogant through his entire career. And, you know, like we said, we Willing we to do whatever it. he can do to stay in power, too. Exactly. Willing to do whatever he can, willing to take whatever yeah. side he can that's what to him stay and, in power. That's what him and Feinstein and Schumer yeah, and Pelosi, yeah. all these just... Absolutely. These old people that are just, like, clinging to power. It's like, and it's super insulting because they could just go away. They could retire, mm -hmm. live on an island. They're rich. Like, they're, you're yeah. super rich. You know, but you'd rather go to work every day and, like, take this beating in the media and take and be attacked just yeah, well, so you can have We say the power. same thing about Betsy DeVos. Like, yes. this oh, yeah, lady absolutely. is rich as hell. She could fuck off somewhere and just, like, enjoy the rest of her life. Just keep running like, the hospital. But she's yeah. like, exactly. <laughs> there are too many Special Olympics. Right. Someone has to do something but about she, this. Yeah. She, she is cruel <laughs> enough to feel the need to go in and just decimate public education yeah. as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, it's really sad, like, you know, and special education was the most recent one, and there are tons of um, Olympians who, you know, go into the Special Olympics who aren't, like, high school or middle school age children. They're adults with special needs or who are differently abled from us, and they're going to these because it's, it gives them that, you know, like, the chance to go out and to feel, you know, like an average, the average person. They're going out there and they're getting the, what is it? The um, notoriety that they need is notoriety the right word? I feel like that—that's a bad connotation uh, attached acclaim. to it. Acclaim. Yeah. Ac thank you. Yes. Both of those words are great words. Thank you, Thesaurus.com. Mm -hmm. And now she's taking away from them. It's not just children. It's 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 literally she's attacking adults now mm -hmm. who are benefiting from these programs. And it's like of all the things that you, of all the things you could have almost done. literally tipping over the kid in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. Basically. I mean, honestly. Yeah. 
The yeah. fact that she had the nerve to dress as Miss Frizzle still pisses me off to the core. Did she, she really? Frizzle? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. For like Halloween 2017. How are you going to cut funding for like buses and. <laughs> and I bet like, that bitch like... doesn't even own an iguana. <laughs> she by, is by an iguana. Way, I, yeah. <laughs> I did come up with, with another one. You either die Jeff Goldblum in a turtleneck or you live you live long enough to see yourself become Pepe the Frog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Don't drag Jeff into this though. I feel like that's just. Yeah. He's my future second ex husband. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, daddy vibes for sure. Even in the fly. <laughs> Not when he was the fly, but like in the fly. Yeah. <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> There's like the uh, old man, like, uh, you know, Roger. Like, uh, he's like, you know, what are we going to go to in a world where we can't give anyone hugs anymore? It's like, it's like no, Roger, you just have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. <Yeah. laughs> well, Kelly, Kelly had posted about about Biden on, on, uh, on her Facebook and like, this this guy who we who Zach and I know at least Zach and I know from the from the Michigan Democratic Party and like the Ingham County Democratic Party, he he's like posting like as if as like like um like a response like posting pictures of Bernie hugging women. I'm like, <laughs> but they're all hugging him back and they're smiling, like and leaning they're, in. Yeah, yeah. It just goes to show like how few people actually like. Pay attention to women when they yeah. do things to them. Well, it's like you, all <laughs> you stupid motherfuckers. You, you really don't get to see. You really don't understand what this, what the problem is, do you? Either I hug when I want, or no one can have hugs. All right. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, like Joe Biden is like the creepy guy with like a gold chain at Duke's, and and, and I'm out on the patio and I'm smoking a cigarette, and he's like, "Hey, like, me and my friend are looking at you and your friend. Like, what, what are you guys doing?" I was like, "Nigga, it's it's 11 o'clock. Like, I'm here so that I can dance." the cha-cha slide and drink expensive watered down pixie shot drinks and he's the incessant guy at the bar who won't leave me alone every girl in Lansing who's gone to Dukes has encountered this person they've all encountered a Joe Biden are we sure it wasn't okay. Joe Biden <laughs> yeah. it's just he was in Lansing he was in Lansing Joe Biden was in Lansing Wait, when it's was he possible Lansing? he did like a GOTV thing for um, uh, at LCC I think in it would have been like late October, early November. I would have been leaving. Of, of, Joe Biden uh, may have been a Duke trying to hit on me, and I was trying to get away from him. Yeah, it was my cousin, was, and he would not leave me alone. It's a, the same. Every woman has had that encounter. We were like, you're trying to be nice because you don't know if this guy is going to stab you in the neck or he's going to kidnap you when you're leaving the bar with your friends or if he's going to throw you off the patio at the fucking the, the loft and you're scared to say anything so you're kind of like, ah, no, thank you. And, and, and he keeps doing it. And it truly just like horrifies me the way that so many like political commentators are you know using the tired remark, well, why didn't they come out earlier? Why didn't they do this? Well, look how you protect him people? when he's literally on camera doing it, like, all the time for decades. There's there's so many instances. It's like, it's not even accusations. Yeah. We're just watching video. <laughs> it's not allegedly. So, like, imagine how you are when you're, you know, a woman with no power. This person is, the, you know, he's either senator or he's vice president or former vice president. And... Why would you come out when you know you're going to be dragged through the mud like that? You know, that it, 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 our culture does everything it does to discourage people coming out. And then they're surprised. It's like, okay, 
you know, if he's on camera doing this and you're protecting him, imagine what you're going to do when there's no video evidence. You're going to be completely horrific. You know, yeah. like, you know, uh, Mika, uh, Mika Brzezinski and um, who else had some terrible takes? Anna Navarro. Um, she had a really terrible take. She was talking about how, like, well, it's okay because um, Alyssa Milano, the founder of the Me Too movement, no. No. Oh, oh my <laughs> uh, God. People are was, saying that? Oh. Was backing Biden. And I'm like... No, that's one. First of all, she's not the goddamn founder. Quit trying to erase. Yeah. Yeah. Or is she the speaker actually, of all women? Speaker for all women. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but in, in fact, uh, Toronto Burke actually came out and, and she actually spoke out against mm -hmm. it. And she was like, "No, this is this is exactly what I'm bringing up. This is these are the actions that that lead to the normalization of rape culture and things like that." Well, it's, we we knew this was coming soon as Alyssa Milano gentrified me too. We knew that yeah. there was going to be a powerful yeah. white guy that came out that it's, he's one of the good ones. The good you know, ones. You were fine going after uh, Harvey Weinstein because you were personally victimized. But as soon as uh, a white dude comes up that you that you sort of like, you completely just like you leave your your morals and your values is right at the door, and you know it's disappointing. Yeah, to, to say the least. I think the takeaway is you know if you've ever been a woman who's been anywhere, whether that's maybe at church or even somewhere like a bar, a college bar, you've been in class, and you've been that girl who is leaning as far away as she can without gravity toppling her over. You know, I look at that I look at that picture of that 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 girl in that video in that picture. Um like the redhead girl. The redhead yeah. the redhead girl. And every time I see it, it's like my body does the same thing. Because I've been there before. If you're a woman who's been there before or if you're a mother who's concerned or a parent or a cousin or just a human who's concerned with other people being in that situation, don't fucking vote for him. It does not matter. It just does not matter. This person should not be in charge if he cannot. They say it about women all the time. A woman on her period isn't going to be able to control her emotions. He literally cannot control his emotions. He literally can't keep his hands to himself. If he was a student in my class at the daycare that I work at and he couldn't stop touching women, it'd be, okay, Joey, I need you to sit on your hands right now. I'm going to move you to the back of the room, okay? Mm -hmm. He's too fucking grown for that. He knows fucking better. Stop giving, stop lending credence to this, that he's like a... Just this affable, fun-loving George W. Bush type. How somehow he's also this just like fun-loving uncle. Stop it! It's so disgusting. It's erasure of the harm that they've contributed. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Biden is trash, and he belongs in the trash bin of history. Joe Biden is trash. Smash the fash. Eat ass. There we go. I agree. TLDR. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, that seems like a fine place to wrap things up. Uh, thanks, thanks so much for listening. If you've, uh, if you're still here. Um, <laughs> if you made it this far, I will let you end it with this now. <laughs> uh, well, again, thanks for listening. Um, you can uh, make make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can do so on Google Play and iTunes and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you want to contribute to our show, uh, what's what's the name that people search for in iTunes to uh, download this podcast? Oh, stay. State of the Revolution. State of the Revolution. Yeah, State of the Revolution. Yeah. I, I didn't name it. It's fine, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is, a, 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 I think, my eighth episode that I've hosted since I took over. It 
can't be just the eight. Only eight? Yeah, it man. cannot be yeah. just the eight. Yeah, I was looking at it at the feed last night. Um, hmm. But yeah, I, I feel like I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, you can find us on uh, Google Play and iTunes. If you want to contribute to our show uh, and help us keep doing things, you can uh, contribute on patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. Uh, I'm Benjamin Clone. Zach Gary Reinhardt. Ross Fisher. Ali Gonzalez. Joseph Hardy. And we'll see you all next week. Woo! Yay! Bye! Bye. Bye.